We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks again to Tom Deanhart of GoldenBlack.com for joining us last segment, talking about all things uh, Purdue. What are you laughing about? <laughs> what you just said, but I can't say it on the air. <laughs> Stay in Alabama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Tom was great, though. If you missed any of that, it's on the podcast page at theticketfm.com. Good preview of Purdue and what to expect this weekend and the rest of the season. One thing, one big takeaway from Tom was Aiden O'Connell's driving the ball down the field again. Hello. Hello, Brandon Moore and Malcolm Hartsaw. Yeah, welcome. This Get ain't ready. Noah Vedrill and Ethan. Was it Ethan Simon or Evan Simon? Who's uh, the quarterback? Evan. Evan Simon. Evan. Three picks for Evan Simon. Yeah, now on the other hand, Charlie Jones is banged up. Who? That's the Purdue receiver. Yes. Uh, the I, Iowa Tom, transfer. Yeah, Tom covered that, that Charlie Jones in the last three games hasn't been beating anybody downfield. So that's good news for Nebraska. Well, we are joined now by that's, Husker Online's. Yeah. Robin Washit. Uh, Robin, good morning. I, Nebraska opens. Nebraska's won two straight games against Indiana and Rutgers. Not great teams, but wins are wins when you're struggling. But they open up as a 12.5 to 13.5 point dog at Purdue, who just beat Maryland by two. I'll ask you this, Robin. Were you surprised to see that line? And are you expecting Nebraska to, to maybe get blown out this weekend? What do you expect from the Huskers? Um, yeah, I was surprised it was that. Heavy towards Purdue. I would I was expecting like six and a half, like six to five and a half, six and a half, somewhere in that range, where you know Purdue's the favorite and um, a little bit more than the the you know basic three points they give to the home team. Um, but for it to be that large, I don't know. I'm sure uh, there, there's got to be some reason for it, and maybe a lot of it has to do with. Uh, maybe Vegas doesn't trust Nebraska yet. Where, yeah, they've won two in a row. They finally got momentum on their side. But um, you know, they look at kind of the, the issues Nebraska has been having, um, you know, particularly on the offensive line, um, and then uh, the fact that this is just going to be by far the most daunting road challenge that they will have faced yet. Um, I think that there's just a lot of questions still on Nebraska's side. Where you know this is a critical game for Purdue. They're at home. Um, you know, they got Ada O'Connell kind of getting back in the groove a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's probably where a lot of that spread came from. Um, and then also you got to keep in mind a lot of times Vegas got a plan. And so they open big uh-huh. and hope, mm-hmm. hope that number gets bet down uh, to where it'll probably end up closer to, um, you know, less uh, a single digit spread than mm-hmm. it is right now. But um, there's, there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of math that goes behind that. Uh, Robin Washett from Husker Online joins us. Robin, I'm a natural question to you based on what you just said. How much do you trust Nebraska? Three and three, two and one, two straight Big Ten wins. How much do you trust Nebraska? Um, I'm still a little tentative just because, um, you know, yes, these are two big wins, and this is the last two weeks were a big step in the right direction for this program um, to do something they haven't done in a long time, but I'm still very concerned about that offensive line. Um, just watching, especially the first half of that Rutgers game, um, that is a major red flag for you know th- for any of this success that they've been having 
to be sustained. There's a whole lot that needs to get cleaned up up front, particularly with their pass blocking. Um, and so what, what more can they do to fix those issues? I don't know. So, you know, as the level of competition continues to increase, um, is, is that O-line going to at least be somewhat functional to not only help the offense uh, do what it needs to do, but, but keep Casey Thompson upright? Um, those, those are very big concerns that I have right now. Um, and then, like you mentioned, yeah, they, they were able to get through against Rutgers with Moore and Hartsog playing corner and um, you know, the, some of the, the defensive shakeups they've had you know, against Indiana without its top two receivers, Rutgers with its quarterback issues. What's that defense going to look like against you know what a guy like Nate O'Connell, who's regarded as one of the top cornerback or quarterbacks in the entire conference? A guy like Charlie Jones, who even though he's banged up, um, when healthy is as dynamic of a receiver as there is in the league. I mean, those are kind of the unknowns that we have um, about all the momentum they've been able to build the two weeks. How is that going to carry over um, in a more difficult road environment against? by far a better team than what they've seen the past two games. Speaking of un- unknowns regarding the future, an interesting name opened up yesterday, Matt Rule, fired by the Carolina Panthers. Um, in Nebraska, we'll see what they do with their head coaching spot. If Mickey Joseph keeps winning, he might get the job in general. But, Robert, I guess I'll ask you for Matt Rule. Is that a guy you think would fit here? Does he does he fit the Big Ten mold? Do you think Trev Alberts would pursue him? I mean, you certainly, certainly look at it. Um, zero question about that. And, you know, it's interesting uh, – I'm a well-known New York Giants fan, yes. and just a few years ago when they were going through their coaching search, Matt Rule was number one on their board. And so uh, I did a little research on him and kind of know a little bit about his background. And, um, you know, the job that he did at Temple especially, um, and then again on to Baylor, uh, was nothing short of incredible. And I know that the big – sale on him is the way that he kind of galvanizes locker rooms okay. gets guys to completely buy in to what he's doing and he has this positive approach and um you know players just gravitate towards him that's what all the reports were about his time in college now obviously what what happened at carolina was a, a total flop but i don't put a lot of stock into good college coaches struggling in the nfl i mean <laughs> There's some some really good ones that you could point to that uh, have gone through just as many sc- uh, struggles making that jump. Um, it's a completely different job. Uh, there's completely different elements to handling your players and and all that stuff in the pros than there is in college. Uh, to where a guy can be super effective at one level and struggle at the other. So I, I put way more weight into what Matt Rule did um, in his two or his last two college jobs, um, and then. Uh, just the, the positive reports you hear about the way that he, he handles his players, I think that's pretty critical in today's era of college football where players, coaches are, are pretty important. Um, you got to have the kind of uh, approach to, to handling guys these days. And so um, there's a lot to like about Matt Rule. Now, you got to remember, you know, he, he had all that success at Baylor uh, and he never beat a ranked team. Um, so, you know, there's some questions there about coaching at you know, a level like the Big Ten uh, where, you know, the schedules are, are, are no cakewalks. And so how, how is he going to handle that, especially with the projected rebuild that we're going to see here um, at Nebraska for whoever takes over? Um, there's just a lot to ask with that. So um, there are questions there, but certainly uh, if you're Trev Alberts, I think you 
should definitely inquire, gauge interest, and um, maybe just kind of see where that thing could go uh, as far as a long-term potential option. Robin Washett joins us from HuskerOnline.com. Robin, you are immersed in this Nebraska football stuff. You have a good feel for the fan base. What would it take for Mickey Joseph to win over most of the fan base as the as you know a, a prime head coaching candidate? What does Nebraska need to do in its final six games, in your opinion? Well, I mean, keep doing what they're doing, and um, you know, play with that belief and that fight that um, you know has been. Uh, far too uh, rare around here over the last few years. I think that's a huge start. Then you got to win. Um, it's one thing to play hard and, and get guys to rally around you, but uh, you got you to get some results. And so far, Mickey's checked both those boxes uh, over the last two games. Now, can he keep that going? Um, I mean, I think if you put yourself in a position where you're going to a bowl game um, and then the wins that you get, uh, one of those three or more wins, if they're coming against, Wisconsin and Iowa and maybe Minnesota and those types of teams that Nebraska's really struggled with. I think there's added value in that as well. So um, it's it's winning. It's the optics of how Nebraska's playing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think just the internal feel within the program. Mm -hmm. Is he getting uh, unified support from his players? I think that's far more important than uh, you know what the – the fan base thinks that there's a, a, a cultural shift going on in that program where the entire team is rallying around mm -hmm. uh, Mickey Joseph and you got players like openly campaigning for him to have the job. I think that is something that obviously has to factor mm -hmm. in this description as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's winning, it's how they win. And then just what, what that belief level is in the locker room when, when it's time to make a, a, a real decision on, on whether Mickey's the guy or not. Okay, double question. It's kind of confusing, but I'm going to try it anyway. Do we Is the door closed on Urban Meyer, and should we close the door on Matt Campbell? Um, personally, that door on Meyer is fairly closed. It seemed like there was a lot of momentum early that's going to die off. I don't know why I'm closing the door on it, I, but I'm kind of don't. starting to move on. And same thing with Matt Campbell. You know, I think that I just don't know what that hire would do. You want to talk about rallying the fan base. I just don't know what mm. that does to excite, you know, the, the fans at this point to where um, you're going you're gonna to get that jolt of, of energy into the program that you need with this hire. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd say the door is a bit closed tighter with Matt Campbell. Um, but it's not that far open with Urban Meyer left either. Last thing, Robin, biggest question of the day for you. Are, are the New York football giants for real at 4-1? and one? No. There, there's a lot of similarities with what the Giants are doing and what Nebraska is doing. Where, yeah, I, I, I don't know how good they are, but they're finding a way to win. And they're never out of it. They keep fighting. And I'll tell you what, I, I wasn't believing them. Until that Green Bay game, where you know they went, played the old Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and and dictated the course of the game. Daniel Jones had by far his gutsiest game as a Giant. So I'm not ready to like go all in on them yet, but I'm certainly 
but allowing myself to believe at a slightly higher level than I have been in a, in a very long time. Four, right, four and one is four and one. Take it and run. Robin, Absolutely. always always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Robin Washington, <laughs> HuskerOnline.com. Don't close the door on Urban Meyer. Um, do not close it. There's, I mean, just because it's gone quiet, um, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't think you should shut that door. Shut the door on Matt Campbell, though. I mean, come on, five and seven in his last twelve Big Twelve games. Shut the door. That's not what you need. What do you think? I'm with you, Starkey. No, I'm with you. I mean. The only thing you can say about Matt Campbell these last two games, they're not getting blown out. That's it. Oh, they, 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 no, that's he doesn't it. win close games right. either. They've lost to Kansas by three. Their kicker failed them miserably at Kansas. And then against Iowa, against Kansas State, they just couldn't score points. You know what he is in, in games decided by fewer than seven points no. in the last two seasons? No. Games decided by fewer than seven points, Matt Campbell, in the last two seasons, three and eight. Not going to get it done. Yeah, you can't do that. We've been through all this. We've already seen that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Been there, done that. Not, nothing against him. And don't compare Campbell and Leipold to me. Campbell's in his seventh season. He's had he's had a time he's had time to build that program. Leipold has not had time to build Kansas's program, and he's already beat Iowa State, and they nearly beat TCU with a backup quarterback play. Right. So I don't. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's play the game. She'll give us a call right oh now boy. at 464 568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe, you got beat yesterday. 19 and 9 is the record. 19 and 9 is the record. Today will probably be the Lions will be jacked for this, I'm sure. Nebraska high school mascots. Team names. Feel good about that? I feel pretty good. I mean, we do this every day. Columbus so often. will not be on here. No discoverers for okay. you. No Beatrice Orangeman today. Okay. Do you think you know your Nebraska high school nicknames and team names? 464-5685. Shut up, Simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Simple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Simple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. The lines are jacked. People love playing Nebraska high school nicknames. Yeah, I should be good at this. You, I should, mean, you, you covered it for a while yeah. back in the day, didn't you? The, yeah. the team names out there? Well, yeah, a long time ago. I was just saying you did at one point. It's yeah. been a time. Yeah. In another life. In, a, in, a, in another life. Okay, well, we have your contestant is McLean. Oh, I love the name. McLean, how do you feel about Nebraska high school nicknames today? Uh, not too bad. It's a great name. Is that your first name? I, Steve, we've been over this three times. This is my third time on here. You say that every time. <laughs> he, like, he likes it. He's just curious. I love that name. It's I wish my name, name was McLean. It's a really cool name, honestly. Yeah. It really is. Thank you. All right, let's get to it. First question goes to McLean. Here we go. What is the nickname for Crofton? Oh. 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 Class C2, Crofton. Oh. Are they Warriors? Are they the They are the Warriors. Mm. No. That one, Sim? No. No. Okay. That's, that's your 
That's your girlfriend's territory. My, my wife. Your yeah. wife. <laughs> my, my wife of nearly two years. Yeah, that's where she's from. <laughs> Good try. I'm dead. Yeah, um, all right. Sorry uh, about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, first question to tie it up down 1-0. I was rattled by McLean. What is the uh, nickname for Milford? Oh, God. Also in Class C. I don't know if they're C1 or C2. I think they're C2. Uh, Milford. I go to Milford. I go to Milford, and I see – you know what? I drive the hog over to the football stadium sometime. It's the Eagles. Eagles is correct. Yep. Milfie will be proud of you for that one, yeah. won't he? Milfie? Milfie's yeah. from Milfie. He's from Milford. That's okay. why we call him Milfie. <laughs> I'm forgetting all this. Yeah, I'm are, still rattled. The years are flying by, yeah, aren't yeah. they? All right, uh, McLean for the lead. Last question, 1-1 one, one tie. I wonder why we called him Milfie. What is the nickname for Omaha North? Oh, come on. I believe they are the Vikings. Yep. You are correct. That was a layup. Well, let's see. I'm this glad is, you handed let's McLean. Let's see if this is a layup. Sipped to force the tiebreaker. Last question: What is the nickname for Pierce? Ooh, Pierce. Pierce is in also Class C. Matt Harrion. Um, oh, Pierce. I'll, I definitely. Yeah. Five seconds. It's, Pierce it, is it, in unless the it's five. It, I know that. Four. It's got to be the three. Blue Jays. Blue Jays is correct. Well done. All right. I believe this goes to McLean. You'll go over under okay. McLean's number. All right. Let's get to 20 here. 20 wins is what I'm going for. All right, McLean, this is to you. Sip will go over under your number. Speaking of Pierce, Nebraska, what is the population of Pierce as of 2020? Mm. This is to um, you, McLean. I'm going to go with... 3,100. Mm. Sip over under 3,100. Oh, I got to get this. I want 20 bad. Um, I don't think it's that big. I think under. The answer, 1,973. Mm. So quite a bit young, uh, smaller than McLean's mm. guess. Good game. McLean will get you a bagel to coffee. Thanks for calling in and call in down the road. Good game, Sip. Thank you, McLean. That Thanks was, for calling. That was well played. You guys both got all yeah. the questions correct. Oh, that's 20. 20 and 9. That's, I'll take that, Jake. I feel good. I, I got to admit, I'm surprised you won that today. And that, Did you say I, I won yesterday, too? No, you lost yesterday. Oh, one you and lost. You won and one. Yeah. What was the hardest one of all those? Crofton, maybe? Was that the hardest one? Yeah. You Croft got it right? Yeah, Crofton. I would not I would not have gotten the but Warriors. You got two Class C ones, right? It's the Crofton Warriors. Warriors, yeah. i got to remember that because you'll do this again. Well, the, I've never done Crofton before. No, you haven't. Mm -mm. That's where your girlfriend's <laughs> my, my previous girlfriend, which is now my <laughs> wife, actually. Same person. <laughs> I hope she's not listening today. I don't think she, she is. She's not good. Okay. Uh, she, well, she listens to the first hour usually. Let's forget that didn't happen, okay? Can we do that? Jake? Hey, you know, two years next Monday actually is my anniversary. Can we do that? We do that? <laughs> we're less than sick we're less than a week away Stop. from my, my anniversary. Okay. Second. Can we yeah, just we'll forget on. that didn't happen? Yeah, we can. All right. Uh, well, congrats to you. McLean played well though. He played well. Yeah. I feel well, great. What would you have guessed if you had the number for Pierce? If you had to go first? Mm, you you said two thousand. Okay. Well, that's two thousand. Great guess. Yeah. Almost on the dot. Yeah. Never been there, though. You know, I think about that. I've never been to Pierce. I've been to Crofton a few times. What are you been doing up there? Oh, you're boxing. boxing. Yeah, they, right. used to have a, they used to have 
what they called they called them when I was fighting. They called them smokers, and Crofton would play host to them. And we've been over this. I think they had them at the well. They a lot of those little towns had them in their school. Okay, you know, uh, Central City. Ah, Central City seems like they had them in an auditorium. It it, it kind of it kind of varied where they're at. But yeah, well, I definitely went to Cross, Crofton a couple times. Maybe more than that. They had a very popular steakhouse called Bogner's back in the day. Don't remember that. It burned down, I think, in the late 90s. Oh, oh. But it's very popular from up that area. All right, There we go. All right. Now, um, we're going to do the spillover. We our are ra- going to do the spillover. Yeah, you're right. Are Rav and Aaron both here? I I don't think Ra- I don't think AD is. I think he's in Houston or in Austin, maybe, Texas. Okay. He's really all over the place. Yeah, because right he was in Columbus, Ohio, yes. yesterday. Now Austin, Texas. I, I don't want to say he's... I, I don't think he's here, but if he is, it's a pleasant surprise. Raph will be here today. The big man will be here. Big man's here. The spillover is next on Early Break and the Ticket.